Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Rick Sincere, MTMV Sports. I'm so geeked. I'm here with the founder and the CEO of the Ozell brand, our sponsor, Mr. Titus, Ozell Golden. How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm blessed. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing great. Yo, do me a favor. Tell me about what got you started making shoes. Man, it's just crazy. It's just growing up in a type of environment I grew up in, mother getting robbed and shot, me being molested, me not knowing who I was as a as a person, as a man, birthed something in me. I started looking at shoes as a way out in middle school, and God gave me this dream and gave me this vision, and boom, it birthed. Man, I saw these shoes. They're beautiful, they're high quality, and they're at a, a good affordable price, bro. What went into making the shoes? Man, it's just me thinking about the shoes that I love, the shoes that I desire as a kid. Well, my mother couldn't afford it. So it's like, now how can I create a shoe at a good quality at affordable price for other families who actually are currently going through what I went through as a kid? Bro, I heard you can play two sports in them. Are they soccer and football cleats? Yeah, man, they two sport cleats, soccer and football. See, growing up, I played multiple sports, so it was just like bouncing from transition from different shoe to shoe. So, hey, it's two in one, so it's a good deal. Where can people find these shoes, man? Man, you go to ozelbrand.com, follow Ozell Brand on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but please subscribe on ozelbrand.com, please. Yo, you heard the man, Mr. Titus, Ozell Golden. That's his middle name, yo. Go, <laughs> go out and support this brother. He is doing his thing. Listen, you want to support him. You want to get these shoes on your feet. Look, they're beautiful, remarkable quality, and at an affordable price. Listen, stop what you're doing. Go to Ozell Brand. That's O-Z-E-L-L brand.com today. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, the voice and as always in the opposite corner my verbal sparring partner um he, he doesn't like to be referred to uh, by his his broad street name so i'm not going to refer to him as such i'm just going to call him the iron one wildress ruffin you know what i, I appreciate that that intro voice because you ain't slandering me i i am not the butcher you know what I'm saying? I pronunciate my words as they should be, sir. You know what I'm saying? In your mind. But I'm going to give you your entrance, you know what I'm saying? Because you just slandered me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, the MTMV creator of Combat Sports, the voice. Um, I don't even want to ask you how you are, sir, because I already know you. I already was going to say you excited because we talking Combat Sports. But how actually, you that, Yeah, I, actually, I'm, my, uh, my response is a little different today. Uh, I've been fighting all day long with the Sandman so I'm, I'm a little fatigued because we, we've been going you know blow for blow and then I'll go you know re-up on the caffeine and be like oh yeah I'm good ride my bike is like oh I got some energy and then I was like right. no you don't so um, well that, that Jesus light that shines on top of you says otherwise so I think you did uh, Jesus did make LED lights so uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'll give that to you we got some amazing things to get into, fam. Uh, some some great stuff. We're gonna talk 
uh, Canelo Triple G, which I know everybody wants to see. Um, but we got some great things. We're going to definitely start off with a name that I am not going to butcher. Uh, Makhmadov versus Takum will be taking place September 16th at the Montreal Casino in Montreal. I am not about to butcher it today. Uh, that's how you say the man's name, yo. I, yo, I looked it up. I did all my research. Mahmoud. You know I'm, I'm, I said Mahmoud. You said Mahmoud. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, ain't it? Mm. Okay, well, big homie Mahmoud. You gonna say Arslan Bick? <laughs> 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 Almost made it to one show. It's so easy today. Uh, Mahmoud comes into the ring. Uh, with an undefeated record of 14 and no. Uh, Takam, on the other hand, is a, is a seasoned veteran. He comes in 39 and 6. However, Makhmadov seems to be the heavy favorite here. Uh, so, Royce, uh, give us uh, a few notes about this, especially the big thing that I'm seeing here is that uh, everyone's talking about the four-inch height advantage that Makhmadov has over uh, Takam being a major factor. Well, as far as height is concerned, that can be an advantage if you know how to use it. Uh, if you fight tall and you don't make yourself smaller to come down to your opponent, but rather stay tall and make your opponent have to wade through, you know, your jabs and things of that nature, then yes, it is an advantage. The advantage that Takam does have, though, as you stated, is his season experience. I mean, he's had what because he's 39 6 and 1 so that's 46 fights which that's over three times as many fights as Mahmoudov has as the Lion has so he's got a lot of experience and has been in there against the best I mean you know he, he's fought former champions uh, you know he, he's fought champions you know he, he's fought all kinds of, of people uh, all kinds of notable people and really outside of Mahmoudov's last fight um, uh, the, the guy's name I yeah some Eastern European uh, gentleman but he had a fairly extensive record as well uh, they're very closely matched as far as Takam and uh, his previous opponent uh, when you look at their, their records I mean you know, he's fought the likes of Joe Joyce. He's fought the likes of Derek Chisora. He's been in there with Anthony Joshua. You know, he's fought Alexander Povekin. This man even fought um, uh, Klitschko back in the day. So, um, I think he fought Klitschko. That might have been his uh, his opponent. Anyway, he's fought a lot of people. He, even you take Klitschko out, he's fought a number of notable people. Um, and uh, the lion has not the lion is looking to fight notable people and this is really the first person on his uh, or that could be on his resume of notes as I say the, the, uh, and that's what I was thinking of uh, Marius Watch he's the one who fought uh, Klitschko but he also fought a number of the people that Takam fought as well and one thing about the lion is as you stated he is undefeated but he also has a uh, perfect record as far as stoppages are concerned every single person he's fought he stopped 
Uh, should that be the case again versus Takum? Um, that they're definitely hoping that that's the case. And here's the thing with Takum. Again, he's been in there tough, and generally when he does get stopped, it's by those big name people. Last time he got stopped, who was it? Joe Joyce in his last fight. Time before that, who did he get stopped by? Derek Chisora. Time before that, who did he get stopped by? Anthony Joshua. Uh, time before that, you know, who, who did he get stopped by? Alexander Povekin. So when he loses one, he loses to the best of the best for the most part. And when he's been stopped, it's been against the best of the best. So it looks like to me that the promoters have put the lion in here against the man from Cameroon for the purpose of building his record and seeing as a litmus test where he is. Can he stop him like Joe Joyce did the last time? That's going to be a, a telling thing. If he can't stop him, that, that's going to uh, show a, a different level of acumen. But if he is able to stop him and maybe even stop him sooner than Joe Joyce did, well, now, you know, now we're talking. Now we may be able to start getting some of the fights with your Danny Dubois, with your Joe Joyce's, with uh, your people of that ilk. Okay. Well, I'm like I said, we always talk about it. It only takes, uh, you know, one in with the, the, uh, the, the knowledge that Taco comes in with. It'll be interesting to see if he uses some of the things that he's had happen to him and his losses to maybe turn around and shock us. So I uh, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, that's going to be on September 16th. Now on September 17th, we get UFC Vegas 60. Now that's going to take place uh, in the UFC Apex facility uh, in Enterprise Nevada. Now in the Bantamweight main event, former interim UFC Bantamweight champion, uh, championship challenger, mm-hmm. Corey Shanghagen will take on Song Yadong. Uh, these two fighters are actually ranked top Sanhagen ranked fourth and uh, Song ranked 10th, respectively. So, a win by Song, it could be a major setup for a future world title shot. While Sanhagen, on the other hand, is actually looking to bounce back uh, and prove himself again after uh, this is going to be his first fight in about 11 months after going, I believe, two and two and three. Uh, with his uh, oh, his last five that sounds right, yeah, is actually coming to uh, TJ Dillashaw, uh, Sterling, and also uh, I want to say this Peter Yang, Peter uh, Peter Yang, there you go, yeah, hey, you got it. Um, so, um, his two wins, however, all received performance of the night. So, voice, I gotta ask, with Sam Hagen coming back after 11 months off, uh, both of these fighters literally looking to get into title contention. Who seems to have the bigger chance of getting that title fight sooner with a win? That would have to be Sanhagen simply because of the things that you said. He's ranked number four among Bantamweights, so he would be closer to fighting uh, the champion than number 10 would be. He also has I mean outside of the losses and all of his losses are to uh, either uh, former champion yeah uh, either former champions or uh, title contenders so 
you know, he, he's been in there and, and sh- those are his losses. You know, you, you talked about Aljo, you talked about Dillashaw, which was a disputed split decision. A lot of people thought that uh, Sanhagen won that fight. You know, he lost to uh, the former champ, Piotr Young, recently. But he's also beaten champions like Frankie Edgar, uh, beat title contenders like uh, Rafael Sunsau, beat the current one championship uh, bantamweight champ in John Lineker when John was running through everybody had everyone scared because he was hitting like a, a, a mini Francis Ngannou so Sanhagen definitely has more to gain but he has more to lose as well because he is ranked so highly and anytime you step into that cage you take a chance in losing you lose to someone who's ranked number 10 you're gonna drop pretty far whereas uh with song uh the the kung fu monkey yeah that's his his um (laughs) his nickname so i'm gonna use it uh the kung fu monkey he has really a lot to gain he's ranked number 10 right now if he loses he may drop a couple spots you know he may drop to at you know i think at the most 15 but if he wins you know, he can go up to, I would say, maybe eight or so in the rankings with the UFC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, for, for him, he's in a he's in a win-win kind of situation. Because even if he drops to 15 or so, let him have another good showing. And it's not um it's not out of the, the picture for him to be back at number 10 or ranked higher. Whereas again, with Sanhagen, if he loses, that's gonna be three in a row. And not only is it three in a row, now you're losing against lower level competition. To me, it really looks as if this is a fight that's set to set um, Sanhagen up to keep him in that upper echelon, to keep him, you know, within those top people that are, are vying for a title. To me, when I look at the, the, the matchup, that's what it looks like. But, you know, we know that the only fights that take place on paper are in the legal realm. This is going to take place in real life. And in life, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, I think it's going to be interesting because one of the things that uh, San Hagen also stated in the 11 months uh, while he was off is that he was literally in the lab. He was wanting to um, evolve uh, himself as a fighter. Um, he did make a statement recently about something. He said he believed it. Uh, Song is super athletic. I think he's a very dangerous guy. And I think that experience is good for him. But I don't think he's ever faced anyone quite literally like me. Now, the one thing to also think about here is um, in most of Sanhagen's fights, he's literally always the less experienced person coming into the fight. This time, he's, he's the veteran. So I'm definitely interested to see, like, how that plays out for him. I, I personally thought that maybe because of the losses that Sanhagen had taken, that maybe a you know win would be better for a song because you know he's coming off of um I believe a, a few wins himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's one he's four and one in his last five, and I think he's riding a three fight streak currently. Yeah, so I was my my thought process was even though uh Sanhagen was ranked fourth with those losses, it was kind of like, well, would they actually give him another title fight immediately after one win? But I, no, I don't think he would get a title fight uh with one win, but neither was Song. Song's gonna have to win 
probably two more times before mm-hmm. he can fight for the title. Whereas if Sanhagen were to win this fight, he may have to win one more fight and then he could be in title contention. You know, let's not forget that uh, his last loss was in an interim title fight and that was coming off of a loss that he got that fight and that was because like I said that loss to Dillashaw was real questionable so he's still right there but to stay there he's got to win okay. that's definitely uh, going to be an exciting fight now there's another uh, amazing uh, bout uh, here on this card that I know you're excited to talk about, and I'm a butcher's name, but I don't even care because no, his not. nickname. You don't get this one right. His nickname is Fire Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, Chitty Injukani is going to be facing <laughs> off. Did I get it? I didn't get it, did I? Injukani. Yo, they was pronouncing the Neo Kwame, so I'm. I feel like I'm doing good. Man, y'all feel. Um, good good job. You. Yes, you, you pronounced it better than the internet. Yes. <laughs> so the, the former Bellator and Contender Series fighter uh, is actually going to be bringing his four-fight win streak up against Gregory Rodriguez, who actually comes in also uh, at 3-1 in his last four. Voice. Now, I, I know you're excited to talk about this. Give us your reasons why. I, I believe this might this should actually be a Voices Marquee match. Oh, yeah. It's a Voices Marquee match. Here we go. Well, um, as you already stated, both of these fighters are, well, you didn't quite say this, but I'll say both of these fighters are four and one in their last five fights. Both of these fighters are absolutely phenomenal. I mean, and, and on RoboCop's end, just downright scary when it comes to the striking. I mean, oh my goodness, his last fight. He just absolutely destroyed uh, Julian Marquez. I mean, I, I, I still shudder thinking about how bad <laughs> that beating was. Uh, and, and here's what's crazy about it. Most of RoboCop, that's uh, Gregory Rodriguez's nickname, most of RoboCop's wins have been by stoppage. Uh, like, so like eight of his, uh, not eight, 10 of his 12 wins have been by stoppage. And... Uh, at least half of those, or I should say a little bit over half of those, are by knockout. But this is an eight-time Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion. What are you doing knocking everybody out? I haven't seen the man. I mean, he's... Uh, uh, you, you can tell that that he spent some time in the weight room, and it translates very well when it comes time for him to throw strikes. Now, Chitty, on the other hand, is his primary discipline is kickboxing like his brother Anthony Njokowani the I believe Anthony's nickname is the assassin Anthony really helped pave the way for uh, Nigerian fighters in the UFC he was one of the first notable Nigerian fighters in the UFC so he paved the way for your Kamaru Usman's he paved the way for Israel Adesanya as well as for his little brother Chitty who as you said started off in Bellator had a decent run over there I thought he would re-up with them went to the regional scene uh, fought once and uh, then went to the contender series and is four and one in his last five the one loss was to the former Bellator middleweight champ Javier Corvallo and he was like 
he lost his last two in Bellator, so I can see why they may not have re-upped with him. You know, but he'd headlined for them before. So, you know, he, he was on an upward trajectory. Uh, him being released has allowed him to reinvent himself. And again, he's now on this upward trajectory with the UFC. Yeah, th- this fight is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you all know there are uh, your man, the voice tries to be as unbiased as possible but i'm honest in my assessments of things and i'm honest in uh the 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 ways that i am biased if it's someone with st louis and or missouri links and or if it is a nigerian someone of nigerian descent your man the voice is going to be interested in that fight and that is another great reason why it's the voice of marquee matchup but the matchmakers saw fit to put it as the co-main event because of everything else i talked about you know because of the excellent striking on both of their ends now that is a benefit for chitty because he really don't want to go to the ground i mean this dude's an eight-time Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion you don't want to be on the ground with him. So the fact that most of his wins have been by strikes should give him a bit of courage because he doesn't have he should not have to worry as much about the ground game unless Robocop decides to switch it up and says, hey, you know what? Jujitsu brought me here just like it brought Amanda New Year's here. And Amanda, even though she knocks everybody out and I've been knocking everybody out. Jiu-Jitsu is what brought me to the dance and I'm going to go home with the one who brought me to the dance he does that yeah um, uh, it won't be any bang bang uh, for Chitty <laughs> outside but of hearing him tap the the positive for Chitty is in his last four fights he's won them all by uh, knockout or, or TKO and I also read that um, in his last two he's actually it's been pretty quick and he's won them within the round so um, that's that's definitely going to be a, a great bout to see, especially mm-hmm. if they're both coming in there and they're they're just looking to to get to it. So yeah, which, which that goes into uh, the other factor for the voice and marketing matchup. It's the uh, potential for action, which is very very high in this case. Here we go. Voice is marketing matchup. You, you heard it here first. Well. We are going to get into another, another exciting, exciting bout. So on September 17th, live from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Jesse Bam Rodriguez is looking to build on a great and surprising uh, 2022 by defending his WBC Super Flyweight title against Israel Gonzalez in the co-main event of the Canelo Triple G3 bout. Now, the 22-year-old Rodriguez is literally coming off a shocking performance. I mean, uh, he uh, defeated uh, your man. We talk about him all the time. Uh, uh, Rung, Rung Visai. Yes, or Rung Visai. Yes. Uh, now, Gonzalez, on the other hand, is literally looking to impress uh, on Mexican Independence Day weekend and gain his first win in world title opportunities. Now, he's coming in at point three uh, in his last three attempts and challenges. Now, with a win, there's many people that actually believe that Bam uh, will be in line to face the winner of Juan Francisco Estrada uh, and Roman Gonzalez. Now, they're mm. actually going to be meeting in their own trilogy fight on December 3rd. 
now voice with all this excitement uh, over Ben at 22 years of age. Are we literally looking at the future of boxing right now? I don't know that we're looking at the future of boxing as a whole, but when we're speaking of the lighter weight classes, absolutely. Because when you look at when you look at some of the other lighter weight fighters, you know they they've already kind of start moving up, uh, i.e. your Devin Haney's, i.e. your um, Tank. Davis, as I was going to recall him, man, Rodriguez, uh, Tank Davis. I mean, uh, Ryan Garcia barely fought at 135, and now he's trying to fight at 140. You know, so the, especially being a super banner, this is you know, when it comes to your lower weight classes, yes, this is the future. He's already uh, going in there and defeating people like Sorong beside knocking them out. You know, uh, the people who, who've been around for a while, these legends at these lighter weights. Uh, Chocolatito or uh, uh, Estrada? Oh my goodness. Sign me up. Take my money, please. I I, I can't wait to see that. Uh, now, I'm not dismissing Israel at all. As you stated, he is experienced and this would be his fourth title fight, I believe. Yeah, his fourth shot because he lost. Uh, shoot, actually, I think his fifth. He, or at least his fifth champion that he'll be fighting because he lost against uh Yerwin Ankas, and I believe that was for the title. He lost to uh uh Khalid Yafai, and I think that was for the title too, as well as so yeah, it was three, as well as he lost to uh Chocolatito. So this would be it's not three strikes and you're out because he should already be out. Um, so uh, and but, I mean, most he of pushed, he pushed Chacolatito to, to the limit though so I mean that says a lot about him and it does create a great litmus test for, for Rodriguez also so yeah it, it, it definitely does and that's what I was going to say if uh, if anything that's on his side it's that um, it's that he is experienced and that he's been in there with the best of the best now he hasn't won them but he's been in there and like you said he's been in there uh, uh uh pretty tough the only one to stop him of those three people that i just talked about was yerwan ankas and that was four years ago and that's the last time that he's been stopped so that that's really his 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 strength is his schedule his strength is his experience can he use that wily veteran experience to defeat uh, the the younger, stronger uh, Rodriguez? You know, it's it's literally strength versus uh, uh, experience. Now, on paper, youth and strength beats experience most of the time, uh, especially when you're dealing with skilled trained fighters now if it was you know just as a young strong you know bull on the street versus you know this this old head with you know with that old man strength that's a bit different but yeah in in the ring yeah uh, little, little, little boys beat old men all the time so you know i i, I respect jigger for uh, what he's done and for what he is doing uh, it will definitely be 
uh, interesting fight as we stated before the only fights that take place on paper are in the legal realm you step between those ropes and into the squared circle anything can happen the likelihood of something happening again is low but any anything is possible and probable the thing that does not necessarily help uh gonzalez in this case is that he's not the biggest puncher so he's gonna have to be able to uh use that veteran uh uh, tactic and, and those veteran wiles, you know, and and you know maybe make it dirty and and you know do some some good old school tricks and, and tactics and, and rough them up and make it a, a ugly fight because if he goes in there and just tries to box, yeah, I I don't know how it's gonna end. I mean he's Mexican. Most Mexicans kind of do come straight ahead and fight. Um, and it's Mexican Independence Day weekend. You know, we, we, we shall see. We shall well, see. Well, Bam is, Bam is coming in, and, and, and he's talking a little spicy. So let me, let me give you some bulletin board uh, information that he put uh-huh. out there. He said, I do know, speaking of Gonzalez, he said, I do know that he's a tough fighter. He took Chocolatito to 12 rounds, but I'm at the top of my game right now. I'm more confident than ever, and I believe I'll be able to make a statement and get him out of there early. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, fam trying to go, you know, you know, get a couple drinks after, you know what I'm saying, eat some good food because he feel like this is going to be quick and light work. So, hey, uh, he, he, uh, we'll find out. You know, <laughs> uh, could, could it be light work? Yeah, it could. Again, you, you're 22 years old. Uh, you stopped all but five of your opponents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're fighting someone who, you really shouldn't have to be too concerned about what's coming back at you. And, and he said he's in his prime. He's not even in his prime yet. <laughs> That's what's scary. Uh, but he, he's been steamrolling everyone. Um, and he should feel like that, especially after uh, just walking, absolutely walking, uh, Soroma side in his last fight. He, he should feel like that. But I mean, the fight before that, he was a replacement. Nobody expected him to win, and he walked away with a title. So, listen, if if you if you got that kind of skill in 2022, yeah, listen, man, talk, he talk. But if he gets knocked out and he gets worked, he yeah. gets those words. Yeah, so, that, that that's not going to be good, especially like I said, when you're fighting someone uh, who, in their 28 wins, only has 11 stoppages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's not going to be good. Well, looking forward to it. And also looking forward to the co-main event, the fight that we've all been waiting for. So after two previous bouts in 2017 and 2018, Alvarez... I'm sorry, I can't let that one go. Huh? You mean the main event, right? No, it said it it was the co-main event. Uh, Now, now this is what I read. Okay, so so you're saying that uh, uh, Bam and Jigga is a co-main, right? So they co-main. The okay, dance. gotcha, gotcha. The way it was, the way you said it, it seemed like we were building into uh, the co-main event. So my bad, my bad. So when I when I hosted tonight's show in like ten years, ain't nobody going you know talk to me like this. So we got to practice. You know what I'm saying? Would you allow me to do the work that I'm doing here, sir? You know what I'm saying? Now I let you see. I let it go. I did. I, I did. I waited a long time. You know I, I do. I do my work, and I, I yeah, come to win. 
that you, know you do. Mean? Yes, sir. Let me, let me do my work, man. Now, now let me see. <laughs> we'll finally get the fight that we've been waiting for as the trilogy will finally take place. Now, Alvarez has a little bit more to prove. <laughs> hey. Hey, Crispy, we need to do a show, bro. We, we just need to do a show. Now, Alvarez has a lot more to prove. So after splitting the first two fights between them and a recent loss uh, to Dimitri Bivol, which Voice did not get enough of talking about, his undisputed super middleweight titles are on the line. And the new Jaguar Warrior belt. Oh, wow. Oh, so you, you came in wild disrespectful today. No, no, no. I, I, I'm sorry for those who aren't watching. I just stood up because I have my Nate Diaz shirt on. This is in um, this is in honor of his recent victory. Uh, you know, him after he beat Conor McGregor, you know, so I'm not surprised. And that's what the shirt says. So I'm just saying uh, in the words of Nate Diaz, uh, when it came to Canelo and Bivol's fight and the outcome, I'm not surprised. Well... <laughs> With the super middleweight titles on the line and also the new Jaguar Warrior belt, which looks like a huge Skittle, but it looks amazing. Uh, Canelo, who is often quiet, has stated that he wants to be the man who retires Triple G. Now, on the other side, they, they have not been quiet about each other. Uh, Triple G is kind of taunting. You know what I'm saying? He, he stated he's confused by his opponent's disdain and that he has many Mexican fans too. So, voice, we here. This will be wait. This will be waiting for. I'm not even gonna ask you for your prediction because I know that's not what you do. But I need you to give us that voice analysis to the highest power on this one. Take us there, sir. Okay. Well, as you said, this is the fight that we've been waiting for for about four years now. Uh, this is the reason why many people, present company included are the zone subscribers it's because we uh, both canelo and triple g signed contracts with the zone when it launched in the u.s now canelo has gone on to become a free agent uh even though all but one of his fights since him signing that contract have been on the zone um you know he, he's not necessarily tied down to a specific broadcast partner Triple G is and this is what we've been waiting to see this is the reason why Canelo is no longer in that zone contract because zone was pushing for this fight and he didn't want the fight he felt like it was it was beneath him he, he had gone on to bigger and better things only to turn tail and come back to this fight and you said it well he needs this fight and it was when it was made I was like perfect fight to make you need to reassert yourself and what better way to do that than in a grudge match you're not gonna have a problem getting up for this fight you don't like him he doesn't like you you all uh have a lot of animus uh, you can't really speak peaceably to or about one another yeah th this is the fight to have Ooh, but how the 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 tables have turned you know went from talking about fighting at heavyweight against Usyk uh, to now going back down to super middleweight the fight really or I should say this is the third 
of their fights. You could look at things a, a number of different ways. If you said it was 1 1, I don't think that would be a stretch. If you said it was uh, Canelo was uh, 0 and 1, that wouldn't be a stretch. Or if you flipped it in and said the, the other way for Triple G, that would be a stretch <laughs> because it was pretty clear that Triple G won the first fight. And, uh, you know, they were very. What was the word I'm looking for? Um, creative in their scoring. <laughs> so uh, it be, it was a draw. The second fight was much closer. Uh, that one really could have gone either way. Um, and as someone who tries not to be biased, who, you know, I honestly going in and watching that as a Triple G fan, I think I was more uh, inclined to give it to him because I was probably focusing on him more. Uh, but that one really could have gone either way. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought, thought you did. Um, you know, but but to build on all that, then you got the doping scandal uh, after the first fight. And that's really where the animus came in. It was after uh, he popped positive uh, for Computerol uh, when Canelo did that everything hit the fame so the slander that happened was was crazy yeah yeah it, it was and still is uh crazy even though triple g is, is uh doing his best to play things cool it's like i don't know what's, what's wrong with the guy you know i mean he's just a uh cheating dope head you know but but i don't know why he's mad you know we, we're just gonna fight why, why are you so angry <laughs> uh it, it it's again there are so many different moving parts in this fight. You have not only Canelo being humbled by Bivol, but now you're coming back down to 168 from 175. How is that weight cut going to impact you? You're getting older, so cutting weight then becomes more difficult. Where on the flip side, you got Triple G looking the best that he's looked probably since the first Canelo fight in him absolutely destroying uh, Ryoto Morata, knocking him out. And now you're going to come up in weight. The last time you came up in weight, although you didn't come as high because it's the highest that uh, Triple G will have ever fought at. But the second highest he fought at was like 164 against Steve Rose in Madison Square Garden and he knocked him out so you're coming up you're older and you're coming up in weight versus a fighter who's older though younger than you who's older coming down in weight you have Canelo who has maybe 20 more professional fights than Triple G has versus Triple G who had a extensive um, um, amateur background so I mean it, there's just so many different factors that are, are coming to play in this fight and, and you just you have to see it. you have to see it to really be able to to appreciate what's going on because we don't know what's going on how things are gonna go how how does that weight cut at this uh, more advanced stage in your life work Canelo how does going up in weight in this advanced stage in your life work Triple G are you was that a um, an aberration 
versus Marauder, where you just, you know, ha- had your last hurrah and look the best that you're going to look ever again in life. Let's not forget, right after his fight with Canelo, Sergey Durinchenko gave him that work. And I thought they were going to say and knew when it was over. So, we again, there, there are so many different things at play here. You have all the animus, so they're going to go at it. And on top of that, this is now the third time they fought each other. They know each other intimately. They're again, they're both well advanced in their careers. So it's not like they're adding a whole lot of, of wrinkles to their games. They are who they are. We'll, who's gonna be able to make the adjustments? You know, can you teach these old dogs new tricks? Yeah, man. Uh, I wanna see I, it not yeah. come down to the scorecard. That's that's what I want to see. I, I found it interesting that they were doing they were regrading, they were having referees regrade the fights. And on two sites, both of them graded both of the fights to Triple G. Mm. And I was just like, I mean, now now the first fight, yes, I, I firmly believe. The second fight was a little bit more for me, was like, uh, I don't see that. But I don't want it to end, it's a trilogy match. I don't want it to come to, I want to see Rocky versus Apollo. Somebody got to knock somebody out finish it off and let James Brown sing Living in America at the end. I don't know James Brown here, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, yeah, they're cleaning that up as uh, James Brown shows up and sings. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm not, I think I'm turning the TV off because I, I don't, you know, I don't be messing around with, with that witchcraft stuff. But uh, So, so it's, a, it's, a tr- it's a trilogy fight. You normally don't give us uh, predictions. I'll give you one. I'll give you one based on what you just said. The only way that Triple G wins this fight is if he does not. There's no way he's going to win it if it goes to a decision unless he knocks him down multiple times. If Canelo doesn't touch the canvas, he will walk away with the newest... uh, regurgitation of a belt the WBC does the absolute most when it comes to these belts for that the Aztec belt the Jaguar belt uh it's gonna be the the door to explore belt next time I mean they just they they do the most granted sometimes they they are very very beautiful Mm -hmm. um I can't say that this time it's it's kind of god you know who does have nice belts WWE and with that <laughs> we can actually end the show it's been an amazing show today uh voices outside of these amazing fights that you spoke about already this weekend coming up is there anything else that we should be looking forward to for this week not so much next week yes absolutely yeah, we got uh Bellator as well as Shakur Stevens uh mm-hmm. fighting next week yeah, I, I'm looking forward to to both of those uh, with a great level of anticipation. Uh, so, yeah, uh, coming up, yes. Uh, as far as this week, we, we, we've covered it all. Awesome, awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in with us. This has been another amazing episode of The Main Card. The voice did not slander me this much, but I, I got my jabs in this week, so I think I'm going to take this round. 
<laughs> if you want to see if you want to see more uh, of the voice of myself and this luxurious skin that I got, make sure you tune in on Saturdays to MTMV Live uh, for the Fight Night updates. MTMV Sports, we have some amazing shows for you to catch on. If you're not watching, make sure that you uh, click that link to subscribe so that you can see all our people uh, doing some amazing things. We also got some articles on the website for you to check out too. So listen, we, we bring you everything that you need. Uh, voice has been an amazing show, sir. You know what I mean? I didn't butcher anybody's name outside of what you tried to play me on. So I'm going to let you take us out, sir. All right, well, as Will said, please like, subscribe, share with others, um, you know, especially your, your your friends and family who are ardent fight fans. You know, even the, the casuals, this is how you're able to uh, speak with a level of assurity when you step into the barbershop and they're talking about the fights. You'll know what to say and really what's going on by tuning in to the main call. Till next time, fight the good fight. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports.